What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Rick Knows Hoops. I'm your host, Tyreek, and day number two of the NBA season just wrapped up, and we had some amazing games, some great finishes, a double OT thriller, and some other great contests. We're going to get into all of that, but be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you are new, man. It's a place where we talk all about NBA basketball, so if you love hoops, this is the place for you. And let's go ahead and get to the game of the night, the Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks. This game, back and forth, it was a thriller. Ended up going into double overtime. Great performances all around from both sides. The Knicks end up getting the four-point victory, and man, I got a lot to say. We're going to get to the Knicks because they won. They had great performances. People think the Knicks are going to fall off this year. I don't think that's the case. Let's talk about my Boston Celtics first because I just I got a lot to say. I got a lot to say. First off, first and foremost, Jalen Brown continues to become one of, one of not just the best young players, but one of the best players in the league. Continues to take steps each season. Career-high 46 points tonight. Just after getting out of COVID protocol like a couple days ago. Like, he just had the coronavirus. Had been in quarantine for 10 days. And he's just not getting back. Has not practiced with the team. Came out, had 46 points. Had, tw I think, 22 in the first quarter. 46 points for the game. Hit big shots. Couldn't miss. He had an amazing performance. Shout-out to JB. Continued to improve. He also did other stuff which shows improvements to his game. Played amazing off the ball, which has been one of the, one of the knocks on him in his career is that he's not the best off-ball defender. But he, he showed strides tonight. He also showed strides, you know, in the playmaking department. Ball handling seems to keep on getting better. He had an amazing game. I'm excited to see him have another all-star caliber season. Now, let's get into the the other aspects of this game. Um, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. Look, if you've been around the channel since I started this earlier this year, I'm one of probably Jason Tatum's biggest fans and his big, biggest critics all at the same time. I think this man has the potential to be not only one of the best players in the league, I think he can be an MVP caliber player. I think he can be a lead scoring leader in the NBA. I think he can do all those amazing things. He has the offensive talent to do so. He continues to improve his game each season, but he has lapses at times where he plays very lackadaisical. He plays lazy. He settles for bad shots. And the one thing about you know his game when he shoots the side steps, the step backs, when it goes in, it looks good, it's pretty, it looks good, all that. I'm not going to lie, they're good looking shots when they go in. But when he has a night like this where he shoots 7 for 29, he can't hit pretty much any jumper that, you know, the Knicks were essentially giving him three-pointers, and he wasn't making them. He, shoot, he shot 2 for 13 from downtown, 7 for 29 overall. He was just terrible. And what he tends to do is, Continue to fall in love with the jumper, fall in love with the step backs, the side steps, the tough shots. Instead of putting his head down, getting to the bucket, trying to get into the free throw line. He doesn't do that often enough. But when you see him do it, one thing about Jason Tatum, when you see him in attack mode, when he has those big 40-point games, the 50-point games, the 60-point game last season, one thing that was consistent, he got to the free throw line in those games. He was playing, you know, mid-range in. He wasn't really settling for the three-pointers. He was taking them as they were given to him, but he was not settling for them. He was not searching for the three-pointer. Tonight, he was searching for the three-pointer, never caught a rhythm, shot seven for 29. And what pissed me off the most is this: the fact at the end of the first overtime after the Celtics had made a great run to get back into the game at the end of regulation, hit a shot by, a shot by Marcus Smart, sent the game to OT. Final possession of overtime, Jason Tatum has the ball up top. Jalen Brown, he's right next to him on the wing. He's calling for the ball. Evan Fournier is going to Jalen Brown. My personal opinion, Evan Fournier had an amazing game. I'm taking that one-on-one, -on -one, especially the way that Jalen Brown was playing. Um, Jason Tatum 
pretty much waved Jalen Brown off and decided to go one-on-one -on -one himself. Uh, got forced into a tough shot and he airballed. And that's just that's just a possession right there. You know, I don't see how Jalen Brown at this point has 43 points. Doesn't even touch the ball in the final possession. He's been the best player on the floor all night. Had been the best Celtic all night. Had hit tough shots all night. Big buckets all night. And didn't even touch the ball in the final possession of overtime. And the Celtics ended up losing in double OT. Not saying that's why they lost. There was plenty of reasons why the Celtics lost. A lot of that's because the Knicks played really well, but I'm sure Jason Tatum's gonna look at this. He's gonna, you know, dissect the film, realize that he was dead ass wrong for the way that he played in this game, um, and the way that it went down the stretch. He was actually seven for thirty, not seven for twenty-nine. Two of fifteen from downtown, so it was even more bad than I thought. But he still tried to affect the game in other ways, which was good to see. But I think he kind of got out of that rhythm, trying to get his shot, you know, to go, and it wasn't going. So a very bad night for for Tatum. Hopefully he improves. I'm sure he will. Um, as for the rest of the Celtics, Marcus Smart, the Marcus Smart experience is offensively speaking, defensively we know he's there, but offensively speaking, it is a roller coaster ride. You never know what the hell you're gonna get from Marcus Smart. But tonight he hit some big three pointers. Um and that's just the Marcus Smart experience, man. Um Yeah, um some other guys, Xander Shorter gave some quality minutes off the bench. Um even though he it says minus sixteen, I think he was good when he was in the game on both ends of the floor. Uh, Peyton Pritchard was really good. I'd like to see him get some more minutes. Romeo Langford, I'm excited to see him play with this level of confidence going into the rest of the season because he's somebody who was a lottery pick. Hasn't really done much his first couple of years, though, with some injuries. Had a very good summer league, had a good preseason. I think he's ready to take a step forward and being a key rotational player. He's already a good defender. He's been a good defender since his rookie year, but seeing him shoot the three-point shot with confidence, hit two out of three tonight, I think that can be big for the Celtics. But that's enough Celtics talk other than Robert Williams played really well. Uh, Grant Williams hit some big shots too. Surpri surprisingly, was very good down the stretch. Um, they're going to be a lot better when Al Horford gets back for sure. Let's get to the Knicks because the Knicks won this game, obviously. And a lot of talk about the Knicks has been um, they're going to fall off this season, even though they got better in the offseason, if you ask me. First off, Julius Randle patrolled the team in, in the first half. He was the reason why they were they were in this game in the first half and you know had a lead late in the first half. Um Kemba Walker was okay early on. It seemed like he ran out of juice very fast. He only shot eight shots. Um, he's somebody they're going to have to manage this season, which is crazy. Derrick Rose only played 22 minutes, but the big guy was Evan Fournier, and he was big time down the stretch. You kind of forget, this is kind of a little bit of a revenge game for him. He played the second half of the season in Boston. Uh, Celtics fans probably hate Evan Fournier because he played kind of poor in Boston last season. And now he's back killing them uh, to start his regular season. He had some big shots, especially in the overtime period. Um, I got to give shout-outs to the young guys. R.J. Barrett for not being phased after that first half. Because he, I, I didn't realize he was on the court in the first half. Because he was kind of just out there. He was kind of just out there. He was playing good defense on Jason Tatum. But he was kind of just out there on the offensive end. Julius Randle was cooking. Fournier was cooking. He was kind of just out there not doing anything. Just running around. But second half, he stepped up big time. I think he scored. He hit all six of his shots in the second half in the overtime periods. I know that for sure. Finished the game with 19 points. Very stellar performance from him. A lot of guys that, you know, I'm friends with, they think R.J. Barrett's going to take a big leap this season. I hope he does because I'm a fan of R.J. Barrett. Next, Obi Toppin. Shout out to uh, the Dayton Flyer, uh, former lottery pick. Had a career game. Uh, 14 points, is, that's his career high. But, hey, they were big 14 points. Played a lot of fourth quarter minutes, and he was big time running the floor. 
Uh, he shot a lot of three-pointers today. He shot three of them. I didn't really know that he had the green light like that. But hopefully he can improve that as the season goes on. Because if so, he's going to be a valuable piece in this next rotation. Because he can do a lot of things, I think, on both sides of the ball. He looks like he's moving a little bit better on the defensive side compared to, you know, his rookie season and when he came out of college. I think it's a big step forward this season. Obi Toppin somebody that, you know, each place he stopped in college, you know, he's he got better as time went on. And ended up being one of the best players, actually the best player in the country his uh, last season at Dayton. So I think... If he can take a step forward, RJ Barrett take a step forward. Um, hopefully they can manage Kemba. He played 35 minutes tonight. D Rose manage him. Um, I like to see quickly get some more minutes, man. I think quickly is a nice spark for this team, but he just didn't really play great when he was out there. So I understand why not. But this is an amazing game. This is a great way to start, you know, the regular season for both teams. Um, I'm sure they're gonna be gassed. Let's go ahead and move into the next game. Uh, one thing about me, I like to talk about games that I watched a good amount of so I can speak on what I actually saw, not just look at box scores and stuff. Um, so the first game of the night that I was tuned into was the Chicago Bulls against the, the Detroit Pistons. I was expecting the Bulls to kind of come out and blow out the Pistons, but that's not what happened. But Detroit, last season, they were a scrappy team. Even though they didn't win a lot of games, they weren't really a pushover for teams. They weren't, you know, people weren't coming into Detroit and just beating up on the Pistons. They were definitely putting up a fight. Sadly, we didn't get to see Kate Cunningham tonight. He has an ankle injury, so he did not make his debut. Talk about the Bulls. I think they're going to be fine. It seemed like the offense was flowing early on, but they just weren't finishing plays. It's like they missed a lot of layups. Like, Vucevic missed a lot of layups. Uh, DeMar DeRozan missed some layups. They're going to be fine. I think they're going to be fine. Um, people are probably going to overreact on this game because the Bulls, along with the Knicks, are just teams that people don't love. <laughs> You know, the, the mass media of sports, they do not love the Chicago Bulls or the New York Knicks. I think they're going to be fine. It was good to see guys like rookie second-round pick Ayo Desunu get some late burn in the game. He was playing some big fourth-quarter minutes. Um, I like I like what Zoe, I like the way that he patrolled the floor today. He was very good, plus 17, which was the highest on the team. He played really well. He played a good game. I would like to see him. He took 12 shots. But I think early on, he was kind of being a little passive. I would just like to see him, you know, he had a couple drives where he was taking it to the cup, trying to finish. He got one shot blocked. Um, but he was being aggressive, you know, as the game went on. I like to, I would like to see Zoe kind of have that kind of mindset. Um, DeMar DeRozan played cool. Zach Levine was the story. He had 34 points. Efficient 34 points. You know, 11 to 17. That's crazy. Uh, Vucevic is going to be better. He shot 7 to 21. He's going to be a lot better. Not worried about the Bulls. Uh, as for the Pistons, not too much to say. I just want to see K. Cunningham come back and play. But this is a team, you know, Jeremy Grant's going to continue to do his thing. I'm just excited to see their young core come together and see, you know, how they look this season. I want to see Killian Hayes play a lot better than put up zero points, though, in 0 for 6, only playing 20 minutes, especially with K. Cunningham not playing. Um, Corey Joseph got the bulk of those point guard minutes. Not a good sign, not a good start to year number two for Killian. Hopefully, he's able to pick it up. Man, this game was one that I was pretty much done with until I randomly checked the score and seen that the Hornets had came back from a 20-point deficit and had the league going into the fourth quarter. I was like, what the hell happened? Um, early on, Sabonis was dominating. Chris Dorte, the rookie, had a very good game. I mean, 27 points in your first NBA game, 9-15 shooting. It's an amazing contest. Malcolm Brogdon played good. He always starts the season off pretty strong. But they end up losing this game to the Hornets. And the Hornets, LaMelo played fantastic. P.J. Washington hit the game-winning free throws. 
Um, shout out to PJ. We all know about his um, offseason and what he went through. But Gordon Hayward played sensational. I like seeing Miles Bridges getting the starting role. Man, started off very poor. Started off poorly. Um, but they were able to get the victory. LaMelo. LaMelo looked like he was just playing free. His jumper looked it looked a little different. Um, it just looks like, because, you know, he kind of had that, um, when he was coming into the league, there was, like, the thing about his jumper is that the base of his shot is kind of, like, very inconsistent. Like, sometimes he kicks out, sometimes he lands, like, um, straight up. Looked very consistent today. Shot 7 of 9 from downtown. Made a lot of big plays. Gordon Hayward made some big plays. I like the addition to Mason Plumlee. The Hornets getting this victory against the Pacers. Pacers got to be kicking themselves. Rick Carlisle, veteran coach. It's definitely going to be, you know, on his team's case, you know, going into the next contest. But, you know, you get 27 points from Dorte, you get 28 from Brogdon, and 33 from Sabonis, and you lose this game. It's not a good way to start the season. Just give you all the rundowns. A couple games I did not watch. I did not watch the Wizards and the Raptors because it was a blowout by the time I really got to it. Um, I did watch Memphis and Cleveland. Um, John Morant is sensational. That's really what you need to know. John Morant played great. Um... Cleveland made a little run to get back into the game. It got close late. Uh, they started a lineup with um, Mobley, Jerry Allen, and Lori Markinen. I don't like that. That's disgusting. Don't ever do that again. Um, I guess they're just experimenting with what they got. I would like to see Isaac Okora get that starting small, small forward role with that current roster. Uh, Memphis ends up getting the 11-point win. Watch some of Minnesota and Houston. Um, love the Timberwolves, how they played this game. I think this is a game that the... Timberwolves of last year or the year before probably would have struggled with, but they were dominant in this contest. Cat played very well. Anthony Edwards played very well. This is a team, I think, is a team to watch in the Western Conference if they can stay healthy. I think they can make a run to the play-in. And speaking of teams that can make runs to play-ins, what a start in Portland as they lose to the Sacramento Kings. Hey, shout out to my boy Harrison Barnes. I believe he finished the game with 36 points. He hit like eight three-pointers. 6-6 six six in the third quarter. They were just giving him open looks, the Blazers were, and he made them pay. Uh, shout out to HB for having a big-time game. And they get the win in Portland. Dame got a shot at the end. They were down three. And I'm like, why are y'all – like, the Kings decided not to foul. They decided not to foul. I'm like, why are y'all not fouling Dame? Because he has made teams pay time after time after time after time. But he ended up missing this one. And the Kings are able to hold on to, hold on to the win. Now, the thing with Sack – they started off the season pretty good last year. They had a nice win early on in the season. And then they decided to get trashed and lose a bunch of games to bad teams. They have to be able to weather, you know, they have to be able to beat those bad teams and weather the storm with the good teams. I would consider Portland a good team. This is a good win. Keep that same energy when you play the worst teams in the Western Conference and the worst teams in the, in the entire league. Keep that same energy, Sacramento. Your fans deserve playoff basketball. Yeah, somebody's going to have to explain to me what happened in the Suns and the Nuggets game because when I was watching, the Suns were dominating. DeAndre Ayn was playing great. Um, Mikhail Bridges was playing really well. And then I leave for like 20 minutes. I go take a shower, and then all of a sudden I come back, and the Suns are down by like by like 12 points i'm like i didn't know what i didn't know what happened i didn't know what was going on but it, man it's just not a good start the da was playing well early on and then he only finished with 10 shots he had like i think 12 points in the first quarter or 10 points in the first quarter and he only finished the game with 12 shots took three three-pointers i don't i don't really like that too much um d book three of 15 chris paul was 
not really that good. Phoenix, it's, it's opening night. It's opening night. Um, but you don't want to really, you know, opening night at home, that's not really a good way to go out. Jokic played really well, of course. Michael Porter Jr. had 24 points on just 10 shots. Um, get him more shots. Get him more shots. It's just, it kills me. Um, I like, first off, I, like, I love the Jeff Green edition. I was a big fan of that move. Will Barn was good. Um, Monte Morris was cool. One thing about this team that's going to kill me all season is no matter how good they are, it can only just like make me think about what if Jamal Murray was there? How good would they be? And my my personal opinion, I think with Jamal Murray, this is a championship team. I think they can win. I could think they could win it all, personally, if they had Jamal Murray because they just need that that added killer. Jamal Murray's a killer, especially in the clutch, especially in the postseason. They need that. They need that. As good as Jokic is, as good as Michael Porter Jr. is, unless Michael Porter Jr. just takes this amazing leap this season, Will Barton keeps up a great play. Monte Morris is solid. It's going to be tough for them to make that finals run, but I still think the Nuggets are a very formidable formidable team in the Western Conference. Couple games, I didn't really tune into it at all. Um, I tuned into a little bit of OKC in Utah, but it was just, it was a 20 point game. It was boring. I didn't want to watch the rest of it. Um, Utah handled business as they should. The Spurs blow out the Orlando Magic. I seen Devin Vassell had a good game. Shout out to him. I said, um, when one of my friends asked me who are some second year players I think can take a jump, I mentioned Devin Vassell. I think he can take a nice jump this season. And the last game, I believe of the night that we have not talked about is yes the um the Pelicans and the 76ers this was a close game and then all of a sudden Philly took off Philly took off um wasn't really like Joel Embiid being super dominant it was just I think I think Philly just really separated themselves honestly it's kind of watching in and out of this game um the fans were chanting we want Ben Simmons. I don't know why y'all want Ben Simmons when you end up losing by 20 points to a team that doesn't have Ben Simmons. So, interesting. Um, I almost forgot that Zion is going to miss the start of the season until I was looking out there. I'm like, where's Zion? And I'm like, oh, yeah, he broke his foot. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Uh, but, yeah, I, I can't wait to see Friday when Ben Simmons is in Philly for the first time since all of the offseason debacle. That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. But so far, the NBA season has been enjoyable, man. Tonight gave us some really good games and it gave us some blowouts. But the great games, I think, outweigh those blowouts. Um, yeah. If y'all enjoy, be sure to leave a like, subscribe. We're going to be doing recaps like this. I'm going to try to every night that I get to watch basketball. Thank y'all for tuning in once again. And I'll catch y'all next time. I'm out. Peace.